Okay, hello everybody, welcome back to Outside the Huddle. Uh, it's our wildcard weekend review episode. You've got Andy alongside James and Paul. Everybody good? All good. Some of us are very good, I assume, but yeah, I'm fine. Depends if we're classing moral victories like we do every week. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about real victories. Is that yeah. a beer? Did you, did you save the beer? Until we started recording, so it was a celebration. I did actually, yeah, because yeah, otherwise, I'll be finished up by the end of this episode, so that won't be a good place to be. <laughs> I don't want to start slowing later on. It depends, really, doesn't it? Because there's victories for your team, there's a victory for your team, James, but there's numerous victories for Paul's team. So, really, I was thinking before we came on, I was thinking James is going to claim to be the winner here, but I've got three or four. I can stretch. I, I mean, I've got three, I think. You definitely lost one of them, haven't you? Well, one was on a buy. I lost one. Yeah. You're two and one. Two and one this week. Like and two, two on a buy. The Saints game's a double win, if anything. <laughs> that He's off off. Points? Was that a power play, was it, Paul? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang it, mate. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. Everybody fit and well? Everybody safe? Yep, good week of watching the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch. I didn't stay up for the Bucks game, so because I knew I'd be getting a detailed report that today, yeah. so there was no need. That's it. <laughs> Is um, Catherine coming on now? <laughs> <laughs> Declined. Um, yeah, we'll we'll just tackle them uh, as as they came. It was like over the weekend. Um, first game. Colts taken out by the Bills, 27-24. Um, I really enjoyed that game. and it, it was like a battle of two quarterbacks who were at completely opposite ends of their spectrums, their career paths. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, it was fun, you're right. Um, at no point was the game ever put to bed by either team. Arguably, the team that lost should have been the team putting it to bed at some point. Spoke to my dad about it, and I'm sure we'll hear from him at some point in the future again. But um, I'd say the Colts were the better team. Um, and it's quite surprising because they were never in lead. Well, the, after the, they led the first half, but in the second half, they never looked like winning, really. But given the positions they were in, and given the fourth quarter they had, they should have been in a position where they can go on to win the game. I know there's the whole hindsight thing. We always talk about fourth down decisions and it looks great when it comes off and awful when it doesn't. But I think that they got in their own heads. With They've got to be aggressive against the Bills. Um, it's the only way they can win. When In fact, when, it, when the way you look at how the game turned out, they didn't need to do it. They would have won with the extra points that they could have got. So the missed field goal, that's just one of them things. But the game changes if they don't go through and forth and take them points. And who knows what would happen. Do you find in the modern era of the NFL, when anyone gets to, you know, fourth and short, it's almost like you can't, you've got to go for it now. It almost feels like there's too much of an air of disappointment if you don't. And I feel like that's exactly like you said in this game. It was, you just feel like almost nine times out of 10, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to do things to win. But sometimes just putting the points on the board, as much as it can be boring and it does feel negative, it is just... In a tight, these most of these games are going to be tight, so you just want to put points on the board. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, hindsight is a great thing, but yeah, that was almost well. It was a difference, really, in the end. Yeah, it was right. a very good game, definitely. Both teams played well. 
you're right. The Colts, as the game went on, especially as it went like up to the second half, going into like the third, fourth quarter, they did feel like they were the better team, and everything was going in their favour. They were just moving the ball a little bit easier. They just looked like the team that's going to go and win it. And but like you say, throughout the whole game, it was never winning. It's just a bit of a bizarre one, really. Mm. Um, I'm kind of pleased the Bills won more for them. You know, 25 years without winning a game, and I do think they've got more chance of going all the way. Um, but at the same time, the Colts did didn't do nothing wrong. They played really well. They kept in it even when they fell behind and didn't you know fall away. I, it was a bit going to see Philip Rivers not maybe getting a shot at it. But yeah, very good game. Probably the game of the week weekends really. Weekends. <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, yeah, go on. No, no, you go. I was just gonna say, in that final drive, I I text one of my friends just saying, feels like he's gonna get this done. Um, I, I just had a good, good feeling he, his experience and everything but I was really confused by that final drive I, did it just seem really odd I couldn't work out what the intention was with some of his passes there I mean the the, the fumble play in itself was rather odd I'm not sure how the the refs have come to the decision that that yeah. wasn't a fumble I think the game yeah. was over there personally I, I'd already texted my dad congratulations I'm pretty sure at that point Um but yeah, you're right. It was a, it was like a a jigsaw puzzle that wasn't fitting. Like I'm not sure what they knew what their plan was. But I guess there's, that's the panic of the last minute with the, your season on the line. It's pretty hard to think clearly, and they still managed to march the ball down to an extent. So, yeah, I don't think that they can. The players can really sort of look at themselves and think we could have done more. That's a good Bills team that they come close against, but. As a coaching unit and as a franchise, I'm sure the fans are thinking what could have been if we just did things a little bit differently. Mm. But the Bills, I guess you can say it's a great sign if you're not playing. I don't think they played to the to their best. I think it's the worst they've played in a while. So for them to be able to come out on top against the Colts when they're not at their best, it's a good sign going forward. It's just a bit inconsistent, weren't they? Because there was a few drives, you're just like, wow, this is the Bills. Like, some great catches, some great throws, some great runs. You're thinking, this is the Bills over. And then there'll be a couple, like a little two or three drives where you're just like, well, they just can't seem to get anything going. The defence just gives up yards. Yeah. It was like a bit of their season all in one game, really, because mm. we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows of their defence. Um, and it felt like the defence was a bit hit and miss at times. But, yeah, like you say, fair play. They didn't play the absolute best, and they still come out of the win, so... Big test next time. Yeah. Um, a quick word on both the quarterbacks, if we can. I mean, uh, I thought at times Allen was he was very, very good. Um, we, we'd said last week, didn't we, all of a sudden he's got this maturity about him. Um, and he, he, did, he did his job in, uh, in this game. As for Rivers, do you think, do you see him playing on next year, whether it's there or somewhere else, or do you think he's done? I've, it's got to be there. Yeah, I, but I don't see his thing. I can't see him going anywhere else. No. And I also can't see the Colts sticking with him. Because the Colts are probably, for me, and they're not desperately win now, but they've got a pretty good roster. Mm-hmm. They would want to be in a winning position. They they probably think they can go further with a better quarterback. So it just makes sense. Whether it's coming down the Wentz route or trying to draft someone. I don't think they'll be able to draft anyone that they think is going to lead them to a Super Bowl. So, I think they'll move on. But, Paul, you said improve a quarterback. Wentz? 
uh, I'm not ruling it out that that's an improvement. I will listen. I only hate Wentz, the Eagles player. <laughs> Get him off that roster, and I will happily give him because I think it would be quite nice to see him do well somewhere else. I think it would be anti Eagles. It would be nice to rub it in their faces that they got. If you went on to win the Super Bowl for the Colts, it would be like, oh, you let go of the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Because you've now got a Nick Foles statue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Doug Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, Philip Rivers, because I do think you're right. I do think it, it'll be it'll be a fine. I feel like everything about him is okay. He's all right. But you, yeah, you need a bit more. And with the way the AFC, with the quarterbacks are, I think you're right. I think realistically, they need to find a better option, maybe, and obviously a younger option. Whether they do, whether they maybe go and draft someone and then decide to keep Philip Rivers for one more year and, you know, go down that route of six, seven weeks and then bring in the rookie. But I don't think Philip Rivers is going to do a Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm not sure what that really means if they go down that path. Yeah. Um, what they do need to do with the Colts, I think. Watch, watch that get pretty much the full game and that one of the biggest things they need to do is somebody needs to teach Frank Reich how to wear a face mask mm. um, because his nose was out on display the entire time and it was bugging the shit out of me. I spend my entire working day just walking around having to say to people, put your mask on properly, put your mask on properly. Oh, that's your job. I don't want to have to sit and tell Frank Reich to put his mask <laughs> on properly. I've heard Andy's the traffic warden of Mark. <laughs> Um, I can imagine that. But, I mean, last thing, I mean, fair shout to your dad, Paul, because he called that Dawson Knox was going to be a big... Uh... Can I just, yeah, about that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's due to me, because... When... <laughs> Give us a moral what? victory. What? No, this is it. I When did Dawson Knox... When they were playing the Broncos, I was at home, um, and we watched it, and I told him Dawson Knox was going to score the first touchdown. And he was like, nah, and then he did. And then he comes on the podcast last week and starts talking about how Dawson Knox is going to be the guy. And I'm thinking, I told you this. In fairness, you also said Frankie Dottori might uh, also get a false fumble. So Yeah, that's true. So, you don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll hear from him again uh, now that they're through. So uh... I've got a funny feeling Dawson Knox is going to be the guy. <laughs> You should be pleased in your in your second stint as a Bills fan. You got off to a good start. Yeah, no, I'm happy. I mean, it's the first time in my life. Can I just add that they've won a playoff game? <laughs> um, that says everything, really. Yeah, so I've never quite experienced that. It was it was fun. I was invested. I'm glad I got the win. It's tough next week. We'll get onto it in the next episode. But I'll be honest. I can't imagine what it must feel like for your dad. Twenty five yeah. years. And like he's not just a casual. Like he's fairly careful fun, but he's, he's been following it every year. Like, that is a long time without any success. That is, yeah, definitely. I mean, we talk about the Browns needing a playoff win, but yeah. It's mad, yeah. I've, Browns... six, I've honestly, six years I've watched dreadful football. Not necessarily about the playoffs, just dreadful football, yeah. but that was enough for me to have this year and go, I deserve this. Yeah, yeah. What your dad must be feeling like, 25 years of just well, winning a playoff game, it's mad. I'm, like, the Browns and the Bills winning the same playoff week is just, it's great for, like, you feel like they're the two groups of fans that can just sort of shake hands and say, we deserve this together. They do have to seriously look at themselves, though, and stop throwing, like, babies through tables. I know it's their tradition, but what the flaming hell is that? Yeah, they, did you see the guy who broke his leg? Well, it definitely looked like a broken leg. 
<laughs> no, I haven't seen that. He, he jumped for it and his leg comes out the other way. It, it's pretty hard. Oh, God. Yeah. One thing I'd say about the Bills is the longer they go on, the more they're going to struggle without a run game. It's not... It's, well, it's, it's something that that's, out now as well, isn't yeah. it? I don't know how they're going to avoid it. Allen's great. I really like him, but no quarterback is as good without a run game. Did you two get the um, news flash earlier that somebody sent me about uh, their signing Devonda Freeman to the practice squad? Oh, there. I didn't see that. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Not, I mean, well, it's better than nothing. Let's just say that. <laughs> Not a lot sure. better. I mean, he didn't do a great deal for the Giants, and I think he's three years past it. That's not... If you're in the playoffs, that's not the sort of thing you want to be doing. Whether or not they have to or not is a different story, but that's not ideal. Mm. Um, On to the next game. Uh, We saw the Rams take down the Seahawks, 30 points to 20. Um, I will admit, after quarter one, uh, I was sorely sorely tempted to go to bed um and I, I stuck it out mostly based on the fact that i'd poured myself a pretty thing uh, and i'm tight so i didn't want to waste it so i thought i'm going to stick this out the first six players of the game punt punt field goal punt 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 i'm glad you said punt yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic case of on the one side of the ball, you've got an amazing defence versus a good offence. So the defence wins that battle. And on the other side of the ball, you've got a pretty shit offence against an, an average defence. So the defence wins that side of the ball. Like, it's not comparable because one side of the ball, they're both great. And the other side of the ball, they're both awful. It just that completely cancels each other out and means nothing. I mean... I don't even, I don't know. This this is a typical in-division match, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, they, the Rams have had the Seahawks generally over the last couple of years. But well, what's happened to Russell Wilson? And I say that, there's, there's a quite a quick answer what's happened to Russell Wilson. And it's the fact that no one can protect him again. Yeah. It's almost like, here we are again, the Seahawks. They got, they, the first half of the season, they did a great job of it. I mean, I have no idea how, because now it looks like I could probably run through there. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Seahawks completely baffle me because Carroll's come out and said again that their plan for next year is they need to run the ball more effectively and efficiently. It's like, no, you need to trust the guy who's behind centre because he is a very good quarterback. You need to protect him and then you need to unleash him, which is what they sort of did for the first half. When Carson wasn't there and when he was unfit and Wilson was putting up MVP numbers and then he comes back and they, A, they, they don't, they run the ball more, so his numbers automatically go down. But B, his the, the offensive line just went to shit. Like it was awful to watch. That's the thing. He says all this, but just take some offensive linemen. Stop getting defensive yeah. linemen and change it. It doesn't work. It's no. been four or five years of watching this over and over again. And yeah, one way to establish a run: get offensive linemen that can actually open up gaps and help the run game. Because to be fair, Carson's done okay, but he's not, he's not getting any help, is he? I think he's going to be at the Bills next year. I really see that happening. I think it's a perfect match. I don't think he wants to... I think he'll be gone and the Bills need a running back. Mm. So that's a yeah, perfect match. Definitely one to yeah. look out for. Going back to the Seahawks, I think they're running out of time with Wilson now. They are... It's they. You, some, some people would argue they probably already ran out of time because they don't see this 
this roster that they've got and the one that they've built up as a winning one, and they're not going to have another chance to completely rebuild it. So, yeah, I feel like they probably wasted a Super Bowl winning talent there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we, all know, we all know where they wasted it originally, but wasted it now in, in the regular season and in the early playoff round. I mean, yeah. let's um, talk about the Rams. How good were the Rams? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, uh, do we think that was the Rams winning it or the Seahawks losing it? Uh, it's the, it was mainly the Rams' defence. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't talk about the Rams positively because as much as I love their defence and it's great, I'm not, I'm not willing to talk about the other side of the ball. <laughs> Well, Cam Akers had a good yeah, game. Yeah, that's unfair. That's unfair. Cam Akers is <laughs> great. It's just, I don't want to talk about Jared Goff. That's, and, that's the, <laughs> and that's the thing. The Rams have got a very good defence. We know about Aaron Donald. And the back end's been, obviously, Ramsey. They've had a couple of... The other cornerback, I can't ever remember his name, but the other cornerback's been lights out this year. Mm. But I also feel like we need to calm down a little bit. Like, they're very good. They're not good enough to carry one man and his thumb. And whatever's happened to Wolford, like who knows what state I, he's. I did an update on that. I didn't see he's, one. He was back in the change room at the end of the game. Okay, oh, okay. that that's promising because they're, they're he's their only option. Um, but that's the thing. The defense had a very good game, but like we just mentioned, the offensive line for Seahawks is terrible, and probably most weak defensive line would probably get through that. So. You know, when that's happening, you get into the quarterback, the quarterback scrambled. Russell Wilson's not been the great, the greatest in the last three or four weeks anyway. So I just feel like they came up against them at the right time. You play the Packers, which we're going to see. I don't see... Well, we, I, we'll talk about the actual predictions, but I'll just be completely different. He can have, they can have a really... Aaron Donald could be brilliant, even though he's hurt his ribs or whatever. I just don't think it will even look anywhere near as impressive. Yeah, you're right. And that, the, the narrative of that game is going to be that they don't win in our eyes, but it's one of them things where if you're going to cause a playoff upset, you have to have a great defence. For me, you you just, that's how the Giants won Super Bowls in the past as a wild card is just by not letting other teams score points. If you're getting involved with a great team and you're letting them score points, each chance are you're not going to win. Is that also because you had Eli Manning as your quarterback, so your defence needed to be good? The guy who's won more Super Bowls than your entire franchise. Is that, is that <laughs> because of your defense? Yes. Oh wait, both of your franchises put together. Right <laughs> oh, oh, what? what did I do? Collateral. <laughs> um, I'm I'm willing to give that you know that defense that team some credit uh, before we move on. Twenty points a game they're averaging, giving up. Um, yeah, they're great. Which which is the best in the league, and um, five sacks again. Uh, 16 sacks in three games against Seattle. So I think Russ Russ will be in some ways maybe glad that they're out because he just needs to sort of lay down for six months. <laughs> I think. He's not, uh, yeah, not a Mr. Unlimited anymore, is he? <laughs> the, the Rams just completely feed acres against the Packers yeah. and just try to eat time, try and score a touchdown where they can and then let, mm. let the defence do their job. To be job. fair, what, what have I been saying is the weakness of the Packers. The run, run game. Yeah. And that, 
that's their only way of winning. I don't know if Goff, whoever plays, they they can, you know, Wolford's not terrible and he seems to be a scheme fit. So he could expose them a little bit, but they need to get that run game going to then get the passing game going. Mm-hmm. I love the way we've somehow talked about next. We're not allowed to do that. It's against the rules. Yeah, it's hard in the playoffs to not look at the future. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you've got to, as well, I think, Paul, you've posted it on the night. I think, I mean, stat line on the Rams, 37-0 and when leading at half-time yeah. since, since 2017. Yeah. So, that is God help him. showing why he's so good. It's it's because when you go into the half time leading, it, we all see it. It's all a game of chess, and you see how teams do it wrong. And doing it wrong is usually by taking your foot off the gas and letting a team come back slowly and surely, and then it becomes a last minute drive, and you never know. Whereas McVeigh seems to know where to play his chess pieces. It's the the clock goes and. They hold on. And, and I guess that comes with also having a good defence. It's a lot easier to hold a league when you've got a good defence. He deserves a lot of credit because not only... I mean, hindsight, again, he got Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And lost by, what, just over one score. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, they had a winning record last year today or they was thereabouts. This yeah. year they got to the playoffs and now they're, you know, in the divisional round. With Jared Goff and even with him having a broken thumb and... Yeah. With Wolford playing, it's crazy. He's he's a mastermind. I think people saw, nobody's written him off, but he doesn't quite get the accolades he deserves because a they lost the Super Bowl and then b they went from that to having an an average season. An average season, yeah. But yeah, you're right. When you look at what he's got to play with on that offense, an average season isn't a disaster. And getting them where they are now in the division they're in with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And the 49ers who weren't actually atrocious in the end, they've, I mean, they've done well. Yeah. yeah. See, you are, you are capable of giving compliments when required. When, it's, when we say, the compliment is, look how good they've done, considering they've <laughs> Yeah, considering <laughs> the handicap at quarterback. Um, <clears throat> there, was a, there was a third game early hours of Sunday morning, uh, Tampa Bay beat Washington. Um, Sunday's games. Uh, <laughs> really... oh, oh, James, did you want to say anything about that? Oh, I don't need to, boys, do I? I'm still here. I actually, I, mean... I watched the highlights, but only the quick one. Um, anything to take from it that we might not have seen? Can I, first of all, fair play to Taylor um, Heineck manoeuvre. Um, you know, he's definitely earned himself a backup job for half a dozen years, probably on the back of that. And he did, you know, he did brilliantly considering, you know, I'm not taking, I'm not taking anything away to him, but um, let's calm down on that front because I've seen all the stats and everything else. And yeah, I think he deserves a bit of a chance in the off season if um, the Washington franchise decide not to go for a stellar quarterback. If Carl Allen's there, stay there and fight him for it. Outside that, you're, you're playing against the Bucks, ridiculously crap zone coverage that has people wide open for you. And in fairness to him, he picked it out and played He played it as well as he could have done. And he certainly did them proud because at the end of it, all I had was just, I actually felt really, really good feeling about the Washington franchise because what everything they've been through, we know the narrative. I have nothing against them. I think they've done everything right this year. So there was always a bit of me. If we'd have lost, if it'd been a bit, a bit of me, but like fair play, honestly, fair play. If a team deserves it, they do. Um, and they did them proud and they run us close. It never felt, deep down, it never felt like we was going to lose. And that's a horrible thing to say because there was a few little doubts creeping in every now and again. Um, but, 
yeah. I mean, they gave us a game. I thought the offense played really well. All I heard all week was Chase Young's going to get Tom Brady. That line's dangerous. The secondary's one of the best in the league. And we had no issues scoring on them. Brady was awesome. We ran on them. We couldn't have done any more offense-wise, but defense is, you know, you can't do that against one of the weakest offenses in the in the league. But I also have to say, um, we had no real video of Heineck maneuver. Um, and a couple of players came out and said they generally didn't have anything to know what he what he gives off, what he's looking at, any signs, how much he runs. They generally didn't know how to play him, and it showed, to be honest. I think they spent most of the week looking at Alex Smith. And then what they had, because obviously it was towards the end of the week, they probably realised that might not be happening. I think it was too short notice for them to make any adjustments. Yeah. But even so, they, they the second, I just don't get it. We played this zone coverage, and it's been like seven or eight weeks now where it's just been like, it doesn't work. <laughs> Um, so it was just it was just asking for a, a bit of man coverage, keep the pressure up front, which wasn't getting there. Um, their line is very good. I have to give them that. Um, yeah. But when you're not getting there, the quarterback's got time, and you've got zone coverage where people are running, you know, over the top, underneath. It's a it's a quarterback's dream. And fairness to him, he played well. And what's coming next scares me in that sense. <laughs> are you praying deep down that this whole zone coverage thing you've stuck with it? But actually, you've got something up your sleeve for the Saints that's just completely different. And that, yeah. that's been the plan all along, is that you've hidden this and then it's going to catch them off guard. And Yeah, I've been kidding myself that, Paul, but yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> no, I know, neither am I, but there is that hopeful. Because you think to yourself, there's no reason to stick with this if it's not working. No. You, I mean, not being funny, even Bruce Arians said... Um, I think it was the Saints game. He said, um, the Bears versus Saints. He said, I thought the Bears had a very good game defensively except for that one drive when they played really weak ass zone coverage and it was like okay that's great Bruce I'm glad you're saying that because and you've seen that but if that now happens against the Saints you're yeah. in for it mate because you I, you did it last time there is a part of me that's thinking that that's the plan but I maybe it's just believing in Bruce Aaron's being competent and the other thing is I am just an armchair fan and I do trust Todd Bowles in the most part. He's turned this defense into something, at least. You know, after several years of nothingness, we've managed to get pressure. We've oh, can, we've is, done a good job. So one defense is the best, if anything. Yeah, exactly. To be the best at something is amazing for Tampa. Um, and I've enjoyed watching the defense probably as much as I've watched the offense the last couple of years. So I love Todd Bowles. I just wish, I just hope he's got something up his sleeve, like you say, and don't let Drew Brees just throw all over us again. Oh, yeah. Stick with a positive for now, James. Bloody hell, dying out on it. Um, <laughs> it it's fair to say probably the addition of AB has worked. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. a good thing for it. He definitely has, but uh, I'll change my narrative because Mike Evans was amazing. Yeah. I told you you should play him. Throw him under the bus. We don't need him. We've got- <laughs> <laughs> Just rest him. Rest him. Graceful. Yeah, I mean, and Leonard, and Leonard Fournette as well. I mean, yeah, big, what was the Jones, situation with Jones back next week? He's done his quad before the game, but I believe he's, I think he's doing okay this week. Okay, but Fournette's yeah. probably done enough to get a larger share than he was going to get before. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Put it this way: Keishawn Vaughan fumbling the ball probably rules him out now. Um, yeah. Not that it was his fault, but it was just a great play. Um, but yeah, I think. I think Fournette might get quite a lot of touches. I think he's the type of guy you probably need. You, you need a bit of Ronald Jones as well, but I think Fournette's the type of guy that 
in this moment, he's been there. He's put a team on his back. And I just think with the mixture of him and Jones, he can be that guy that just grinds it away. If he plays like that again, that was against Washington, who are supposed to be good as well. I'll be happy. Are you saying Jones and um, Fournette are your Kamara and Murray? Is that what you're claiming? No, no because <laughs> first of all, Jones can't catch a cold. Um, and yeah, Fournette's probably is a bit like a Murray for us. Not quite as good, but he's that similar style though, where... Yeah, he hurts teams, doesn't he? He tires them out a little bit. A very vanilla version of that. We won't be running it anyway. True. Captain, Captain Tom will be launching it down the field into the crowd. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we'll we go into the predictions in the next episode, but we said last week his experience counts for so much, and with the weapons he has, no one's going to want to play you. But I know you're down on them, but no one's going to fancy it, James. <clears throat> No, I think that's the big. That's the biggest difference. Well, when we played last time, we was being overhyped. Everyone was like, "The Bucks will beat the Saints. Bucks will beat the Saints." And what does that always do? It always gets the Saints up. They're like, "You're disrespecting us." And we was like, "Oh, we don't want to lose." This way, it's the other way around now. It feels like the pressure's on the Saints. They've beaten us twice. They've murdered us. Really, they if they lose this, it's going to be absolutely gutting for them, and it'll put Drew Brees in his retirement home where he belongs. I'm not commenting. I'm not commenting until next week. Because <coughs> I can say the exact same thing but change a word in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> joking. Uh, yeah, and that was, you know, non that nonsense aside, that was like the warm-up for the real stuff. Um, on the Sunday, kicked off with Ravens. Ravens put the Titans away 2013. Um I don't know whether you'll agree with this, but for me, this game got off. Titans going, I think they went uh, going ten up was the best. I thought this is the best start. They're neutral. This is what we want because the Ravens probably had to think about mixing it up a little bit earlier, and they might have done. We didn't want them to just run into an early lead. Um, but really, they kind of just stuck to their game plan anyway and managed to kind of turn it around. I mean, that interception early on probably changed their mind from going away from the run game at all because mm. that was an awful interception. But it's unfair to focus on that because Lamar actually had a good game. You mean, no, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, I don't think he's a particularly good quarterback, but what he is good at is running the ball. And he did it very well. And they did it very well. They just, they did what, they, they stuck to what they're good at and it paid off. The Titans aren't very good on defense and it showed. That's the annoying. I feel sorry for Henry and Tannehill because I think they did a pretty good job and they had they have done this season. But yeah, they need to they need to focus on pass rush next year big time because yeah. they can't do anything. Well, I actually thought this was it was one of the better showings from the Titans, but it wasn't enough. No, the, you can't obviously allow that. But I, there was like elements where they did get a bit of pass rush, which I didn't even think they were even going to get that based on this season, but. Yeah, Lamar made some nice throws as well. Once he got into the game, he actually made a few throws. And I was thinking, okay, that's you don't always see that from him. He made a couple of tight throws. Brown actually was a feature of the game. And actually, he's been the last few weeks, he's been probably one of the big big factors for them. But it's just a bit of a weird one. When I saw it, like you said, we were talking before, the Titans were 10 nil up. I was thinking, oh, no. Like, obviously, I predicted the Ravens to win this. This is exactly the script the Titans need. Yeah. But fair play to the Ravens. It was... Because what's happened is they don't have a plan B. 
And that, okay, that's a worry. But the big problem they have is they end up trying to do something, like go to a plan B when they don't have one. This time it felt like it just stuck with plan A. They kind of tweaked a few things, but it's like, no, we run the ball well. That's what we're best at. We're just going to keep with our script. And the thing is, the defense stepped up and then they took the lead. And then they was in their position where they wanted to be. They didn't panic, where I feel like the last two playoffs they have. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's a maturity. One for Lamar, the coaching, everyone. So that's an interesting factor. You're right, but you've got to think the Titans will rue the fact that they went 10-0 up and then didn't score again to the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, definitely. How would the Ravens to stick with their game? Because if they then go 17 points up or 17-3 up or something like that, then the Ravens might have to start thinking about time and all of that. So, yeah, they miss, it's a missed opportunity for them. Mm-hmm. We've got to talk about the punt on fourth and two. Oh, yeah. Um, we talk about the NFL is aggressive and sometimes you just need to play it safe, but that isn't what I'd call playing safe. Giving the Ravens the ball when they've just run all over you is not safe. When you've got Derek Henry, mm-hmm. going for it on fourth and two is the safe option for me. I, don't, I just didn't understand it personally. It was very negative, that situation. <clears throat> mm. Mm. I, and it, I cost them. And we always talk about hindsight, but that was a bad call. They'd, um, they'd clearly done their homework, though, because like last year when the two met, Henry went for just shy of 200 yards. He ran on them 40 yards this yeah. time. So that was, the game. that was the game difference at the end yeah. of the day. They just stopped him. Um, Can we do anything without talking about the shenanigans? That's mm-hmm. what I was going to move on to, yeah. I thought, I, I, the way I, st- I think everyone's got a different stance on it, but I don't care. I feel like if it was involving my team, I'd probably have a different idea. But the Titans made their bed. They, out of from as far as I know, as a sort of not involved neither team, it came from nowhere. And their tactic was let's mess them up, get them off their game, and we'll go and beat them. Fair enough, it worked. But then you can't warrant any anger towards the Ravens for what they've done. It, you, you made that, you you started, I know it's like, it sounds childish to say, you started it, so <laughs> what can you do? I know that people just... That sounds it. very much like how I'd expect Paul to be, but you said it first. <laughs> yeah. This is a bit of insight into your private life. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the stuff about the whole, on the logo thing, um, uh, Lamar said after the game, there was, because of what happened in that previous encounter, there was no need to shake hands this time. The lack of handshake, that that's not okay with me. We've joked about Brady and stuff uh, in the past, but I just think whatever whatever's happened before, um, you know, like Phil uh, Phil had said on Twitter, you've you've been at this, you know, you've been at it with these guys for three hours or whatever, toe to toe, just shake his hand at the end of the game. That's it. Be done um, with it. And I just think yeah, there's I, an I, example to set and stuff. So. Yeah, I completely, I don't actually disagree with that. And the bit that, the reason I agree with that is because it's Lamar Jackson shaking hands with Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Tannehill isn't the guy who was going and dancing on the logo. So, like, he deserves a handshake. Yeah. So for me, I, I can see why people sit that way. But for the Ravens, for the Titans organization or the fan base to be angry, I'm just like, well, you kind of like you. They didn't do it for no reason. You acted the way you did in the first place. Maybe they took it a step too far. 
But if you didn't start it, then this never would have happened. So, like, get over it, personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, having had situations like this in sport, I would, the best thing you can do, I think, is be the bigger man and just not, sure. not oh. really give it off because it just, it's yeah, fair play for that moment. You feel great, but then you kind of have to deal with the consequences after a little bit. And then when you meet the next time, you both have that embarrassment, like in, immaturity side of it. Yeah. And I think it just didn't need to be done. Like there's nothing better than knocking out a team in the playoffs. Just go, well done, unlucky mate, unlucky. Yeah, That's, that hurts more, I think. <laughs> I don't, I, what I'd say is, I don't think it's right. I just don't think that the Titans can complain. Yeah, so like, that's fair, yeah. I, yeah I, 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 I think you start it, you deserve yeah, it, yeah. Especially when the Ravens now have to go on to play another game. Like, they should have just, it should have been a case of, this is business, we're on to the next one. Yeah. That's the, because yeah. then, if I'm the Bills, I'm thinking, shit, these guys, these guys mean business, they're ready. Whereas they look like they're just pissing about now. They're obviously not, but. That's how it can come across. But yeah, I just didn't. I saw Titans fans on my timeline going mad, and I was like, come on, you started it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That side of it, you're right. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson's probably got to be, he has got to be the bigger man in that situation as a quarterback. I know it shouldn't matter what position you are, but yeah. Or Ryan Tannehill didn't get a handshake. Yeah. In fairness, in this COVID world, handshakes have died, haven't they? <laughs> should we really be doing handshakes? Yeah. So we should applaud the Ravens for their social distancing. Exactly it. Yeah. Celebrate in a different way. Fair enough. Game number two on Sunday. Uh, Saints beat the Bears. Um, this was a tough one to stick out, I'll be honest. Um I watched it all, most pretty much all of it anyway. Um, wondered why I bothered at times. Uh, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed what I saw of Nickelodeon coverage on Twitter. <laughs> that, that, that's literally all I care about. I need to catch up with that bit. That was fun. It was. It there was, are uh, many fan bases that I can think of that would embrace that. Well, no. Imagine if football did that. I remember, ruining the sport. I didn't see much negativity at all. No. I think, if anything, I generally, there was a lot of people like our age, and I say our age, not your age, Paul, because you probably still watch Nickelodeon, but yeah. um, <laughs> but like people in their 30s and 40s saying, I actually think I preferred it. And it probably was given the fact that it was the Bears versus yeah. the Saints was the main reason for that. Yeah, it would have livened it up a bit for us. I'd love it if there's real slime going off that. That'd be awesome. I don't see why they can't do that in the Pro Bowl or something. <laughs> Just do something. Make the Pro, That'd the pro Bowl fun. I you're I think you're on something, Paul. Generally, Pro Bowl slime, brilliant. Chuck a load of slime on it, and it might be fun. I love the fact that we're going to talk about two minutes worth of Nickelodeon and not about the game. Well, um, well, the Saints won, and uh, <laughs> they won exactly how we expected them to. They struggled a little bit on offense because the Bears' defense is good, but the Bears couldn't do anything really, other than a trick play that could have been a, a difference in the game. If, I mean, it's an absolute sitter, isn't it? It's a yes. bad shot. It's Incredible. a bad I was surprised he was even in the game after what happened last time. Yeah. What a knob. <laughs> I mean, Literally. What, do we know what, what? The, the guy who he did it on, the guy who he punched, what's his name again? Rob's, uh, he's Definitely. the Florida guy. He's a complete yeah. dickhead. Well, because he got Miller ejected as well this game, didn't he? He did. But that, yeah. apparently it was over something to do with Miller, the why is the reason why he punched his helmet. All oh, right. He's got to be an alfie git, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's a why-not merchant. So if you see Mike Evans get ejected next week, you know why. He's good at it. To be fair, if you're going to be that sort of guy, make sure you're good at it. Was it? Was it Gardner Johnson? That's the guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've all we've all played with sports people that you get like the really friendly guys, you get the guy who's got a little bit of an edge, and then you've got the one who just is a constant wind up merchant and he is that target man. But in the NFL you could literally get killed yeah. by being that person. But <laughs> he's I mean he win he's win he's winning that battle against the Bears. Yeah. Definitely. That's Paul's job on this podcast. He's the Gardner <laughs> Johnson of Paul Gardner Johnson. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that, is, I, is that what Bears fans do to me over <laughs> over the internet? I mean, it's hard, it is hard to pick anything out with a bear like fifty yards rushing, two hundred yards through the air. You, you you're not going to hurt a team like the Saints. Shouldn't have been in the playoffs. At the end of the day, they shouldn't have been there. They were imposters, and they got thrown up. Um, we we said it's a credit to them that they got to the playoffs because. They decided to turn around from Nick Foles, and it made uh, them slightly better. But oh, it was a credit they got there just to wind you up. Oh, uh, fair enough. It didn't really wind me up that much. <laughs> For someone who winds people up so often, I don't get easily wound up. Um, it comes from a lack of sort of pride and uh, that sort of thing that I just sort of turn it into a win. But yeah, I'm glad they're gone. It it was it was needed, but now they have some decisions to make. What do, you yeah, think, well, what do you think happens with Mitch and Nick Foles? I well, Mitch. well we, yeah, we know what happens with Nick Foles is that he doesn't, he's a, he's a backup. But I don't think Mitch is the guy. I don't, I just don't think he is. But he's also not the main problem. No, it, it depends if they keep Nagy or yeah, you know, that's the main the problem. problem. In my opinion, that's the main problem. Mm. It's it's a really it's a really tough one because only a couple of years ago everyone was like Nagy's the best coach in the NFL and you think the big difference well one of the big differences is Mitch's play yeah I mean the, the defense maybe isn't quite as good but it's still pretty oh, good I still think it's good enough it is yeah but I've, for me Mitch is I wouldn't say Mitch is the problem you're right he's not terrible but I think I I would get rid of Nagy I the fact get, he's made the playoffs is going to be difficult to do that. I'd though. get rid of both. If I was cut for it, I'd get rid of both and try again because that is not a combination that wins you a Super Bowl. And at the end of the day, that's why it was. Proven. That's yeah. proven, now, isn't it? And uh, yeah, Mitch has to go as well. He might need a fresh start somewhere else, but he, yeah, the Bears need to move on. Yes, and we, so shall we, um, because save the best to last this week. Um, what a game! What a game. Cleveland Browns, 48. Steve is 37. Um, Can I just ask, using all the hindsight available to me, why, why did you guys go for the Steelers? Uh, well, well we, we told you last week, Paul Gardner-Johnson. <laughs> I, I, I've forgotten, but from what I can tell, the Steelers have been absolutely gashed for the last six weeks, and you still picked them to beat the Browns. I was still in, and if they play next week, which obviously they can't, uh, I wouldn't be ever picking them again. I was still in that mode of they can't stay this shit mm. for another week. Um, they so will, they yeah. will always be this shit with Ben. Um, the, I do the, feel robbed. I do. I feel robbed that it was on late, and yeah. um, I deprived myself of sleep to watch the Saints game. I missed this. It was unfair. I, I think. My most successful tweet in terms of interaction of the entire weekend was me slagging off the scheduling. 
It feels we. I, I feel like as UK fans, we've been cheated of that a little bit because, yes, prime time in America, whatever. But they get to watch all three, so let, let us have two good ones. <laughs> um, I think my biggest take from this game, it was, they were. It was a very, very, certainly early on, it was the ruthlessness of the Browns' performance. that It was really impressive. They, they've had defensive injuries, COVID issues, Stefanski wasn't on the sideline. and But every, those early mistakes the Steelers made, they put their foot down and they made them pay for every one of them. It was really impressive. You're right, and it's easy to slag off the Steelers for the start. And I'm sort of in that boat of it, it was the Steelers losing it rather than the Browns winning it because... You could play the perfect game, but unless the other team fucks up, you're not 28-0 up in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So like, that's on the Steelers. Rather than the, the Browns had to take advantage, and they did. I really like them as a team, and I think that they deserve the win. The, the way they run the ball is great, and the way they... I think they've got a good, like, sort of... Is it an ethic, maybe? I don't know how to describe it, but they feel like they're playing as a team, and it's fun to watch. But the Steelers, I, I hate to be the cynic, but I was very happy to watch them get battered. I was enjoying every minute of it. You I hate know. to be the cynic? <laughs> nah, 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 I'm not buying that. No, I was sitting there, there was just a smugness on my face. I can imagine. I was thinking, this is <laughs> like all of them pre-season comments about the Steelers that everyone was slagging me off for. I'd know that... And, Without leaving the game, because we need to talk about that more, but we had the whole juju dancing situation. But now, have you seen what Claypool's come out and said about the Brown on on TikTok Live? Like, why are they like this? It's just bad sportsmanship. It's coming back down to sportsmanship again, isn't it? It's like they're they're privileged people, and it must be a cultural thing. That's the thing, because I love the coach. I love Tomlin, and I and I love what he's about, but. They've had AB this issue before. AB was there. Exactly. And now and now Juju and now Claypool. It's like there's something there. There's a there's something behind the scenes that they they get this like I don't know, they're on a pedestal. They yeah. think they are. And what what I don't really get the reason why. The Steelers have been been a decent team, but not great <laughs> for mm. years. Yeah, it's true. I don't understand it, but yeah, Juju won't be there next year anyway. It'll be with the Vikings probably. <laughs> He, he had a game. Look at that, 157, 157 yards, touchdown. Ben threw the ball 700 times. A million times, yeah. So. I must admit, I mean, Paul's been like talking about Big Ben, four touchdowns, 500 yards. How many people have that in the playoffs? I'll tell you. Uh, uh, no, is this the seven seven quarterback stat? No. Oh, that's uh, Did you see it, Joe? not as impressive as that. There was... Seven times a quarterback's thrown the ball in the playoffs. I want to say 50-plus times. How many times did he throw it? Uh, 68. 68. <laughs> <laughs> um, 50-plus times. And in them seven and oh, seven games, they quarterbacks have won four and lost three, or the other way around. And it's Tom Brady who is the only quarterback to do it as a winning quarterback. So like, Jesus. yeah. So he, he's three and zero, and the others are zero and four. That's well, mental. Yeah. You, you pissed all over my boring stat of the day. Um, <laughs> so 
since 1951, I'll have you know, uh, 25 quarterbacks have thrown for over 500 yards in a game. Um, no one's done it more of that 25 than Big Ben. He's, uh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise us. That was the fourth time he's done it. But the mine, first... might have been, mine might have been more exciting, but mine was a lot of, it's something like maybe 50, <laughs> maybe 40. At least you had it right. I was just free-balling it. I mean, to if, sort of finishing up that game, give a bit of, go back to giving some credit to the Browns. They, you look at the box scores and stuff, and it was just a really efficient performance, really, because... I mean, Baker, 263 yards, three touchdowns. Hunt only had 48 yards, but two touchdowns. Landry and Chubb averaging like 20 yards per reception, touchdown each. It wasn't, they weren't huge numbers, but they were just like lethal when they got their chance. Which, you know what? Austin Hooper has been a strange one this year, but that's the sort of game I expect. You know, several targets, 46 mm-hmm. yards. He's normally like two catches for 10 yards. That's mm-hmm. all he offers normally. So now you've got an extra weapon if they carry on doing that. Yeah. Definitely have to take the Browns. I think you have to look at them as being a little bit better than maybe some of us are given credit for. But next week is going to be interesting. Well, I just want to say before we move on for the Browns that like fair play to Mayfield because we slag him off quite a bit about his inconsistency. But he turned up on the big stage and he had a really good game. I thought he was very good. And yeah, that's probably a monkey off his back too, winning, winning his first playoff mm-hmm. game. Let's see what he can do. I mean, it's tough. Next week's tough, but it's not a comp- like we. Nobody could really see the Bears beating the Saints and things like that. But can we completely rule out the Browns? We'll talk about it next week. Next week? Oh, definitely not. I mean, I, I only went for the season simply because of COVID. I thought losing your head coach, your offensive lineman. I think I don't even know if it was the offensive coordinator. That's just I watched the Lions. I mean, maybe the Lions. I shouldn't compare them to the Lions because the Lions, even with their full coaching, is terrible anyway. But I just thought that'd be too much to get over in in one of your biggest biggest games for what twenty odd years. Um, yeah. But fair play to them. Right? That just shows the guts of them. They they know their scheme. They want to win, and they obviously care about their coaching and their players and everything. And they they did it. So fair play to them. losses. But the Steelers lost their ability to play football about four weeks ago. So that's yeah, you say this, Paul. They won three quarters of this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, just one other stat. So the last time the Browns made a divisional round, I just saw this on Twitter. Bill Belichick was the head coach. Dallas Cowboys were the reigning champs. East seventeen were number ones. Was were number one was staying another day. Blackburn Rovers were on their way to the Premier League title, and Baker Mayfield wasn't even born. <laughs> wow. What year was that? 95. Same I, as the Bills, wasn't it? I wasn't born. <laughs> you look like Baker, actually. I'll take it. What? <laughs> I mean, I don't in the slightest, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't have anything else. Has anybody got anything else? No. I just no, love the NFL. Just one, I love the NFL. He does this week. Yeah. No, I I have to say, right, we've talked about this before. I've never experienced it with my own team. I've watched this from, like, being almost, like, in dreamland, watching these other teams enjoy it and obviously watching it all. But it's like the World Cup. The game against... I came away from the Washington game feeling a little bit nervous and a little bit like, oh, that was a bit closer than it should have been. But then if you compared it to the World Cup, there's no such thing as an easy game. Yeah. Any win is all that matters because you're into the next round. And... 
you know, when I started looking at it like that, it made me see things differently. But that's 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 a Bucks fan who's not been anywhere near a playoff. And it's just amazing like how different the whole mentality of it all is. And to sort of see it and understand it as a fan, for me, was great. But I love watching the playoffs anyway. It's, I mean, the NFL is much better than any other sport. That's why we do this, isn't it? Yeah, at the end of the day, I am technically a neutral at the moment. and um... <laughs> All year round, don't you? It's a light neutral. It's a, it's a soft neutral, is what I like to call it. But yeah, it's so much. It's so much fun. Like you can get invested in games no matter what, and it's just the amount of pressure on each snap. Yeah, just makes such a big difference. And it's the same with any playoff sport, especially American ones. Like it's just a, it. It goes up a. It's clear to see when it goes up a gear. And it's like the jump between regular season to this. It's so much fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing you get beat next week. <laughs> I'd also like to add to that, though, because I, I love basketball. I, like the, I do like watching the NBA. I like baseball. And I've mentioned this before, but there's too many games. The yeah. regular season, like to win that amount of games, is so much pressure. Perf- you've got to be almost perfect for so many games to get to the playoffs. And then, like you said about the playoffs, in baseball and NBA, they play like four or five games. Yeah. So you can, have, you can have a bad day. You have a bad start and go, oh, we'll come back next week. Like in the NFL, there is no more. You have a bad drive, you could be out. Yeah, you're right. That's about it. Yeah, I'm a big NBA fan. And the the great thing about the NBA is that you're right, the regular season is pretty much null and void for a lot of it. It's not, it doesn't matter. Once It's all about the playoffs. But there's something about with the NBA is when it goes to a game seven, yeah, there is so much basketball that's been played, and it all comes down to this. That's why I love it. But the NFL is so much more consistent because every game you don't need it to go to Game Seven. Every game is so intense, and when it comes down to a final drive, like the Bills game did, you can feel it, even when it's not your team. That like the whole season is on this players' jobs. A lot of players' jobs are on like coaches' jobs. It more than any other sport, it's so cutthroat that. The, you, it's win or go home, literally. Yeah. No, I agree with that. You just, nothing beats it. And I'll, is Nickelodeon showing any more games? I, don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Nothing, nothing beats the playoffs, but I wouldn't want to be in it, frankly. No, it's just well done, isn't it? Just having three or four teams to cheer on. It really is. <laughs> Hang on, which? Who was your team, Andy? It was the Titans, wasn't it? It was the Titans, but I think I'll, I think it'll be the Browns now. Yeah. Oh, I said jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, until till next week. Where you Paul? Yeah, Andy, where is your sort of remorse? Come on. <laughs> so when the Browns lose next week, where did you jump next? Oh, then I'm. Uh, well, any, then it becomes anyone but the Packers. <laughs> so I, but I, I hate to say it, but anyone but the Packers is not the train to be on this season. Well, it is for me. I'll ride it alone if I have to. Yeah, into a brick wall. Into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right. I think we'll wrap that up. Good stuff. See you in a few days. Speak soon. See you soon. Bye.